from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the WIA National News. It is for week commencing January 12, 2020. In this edition, you'll hear from WIA Director John Williams, VK4JJW, and also immediate past president of our WIA, Justin Giles Clark, VK7 Tango Whiskey. Now buckle in because we've got a lot to get through in this edition of WIA National News. I think you're just going to have to listen a little faster. G'day, John VK4JJW here with this week's WIA board report. Well, of course, the first thing we have to say is what a fantastic effort is being put in by all the emergency services people, and naturally that includes those involved in shoring up and providing communications facilities and operations in the bushfire-devastated areas of our country. It seems like everywhere has been impacted, from here in VK6, here in VK5 and VK8, here in VK3, here in VK7, here in VK2, and here in VK4. A special thank you to Wyson, New South Wales, for their sterling efforts. This has even been recognised in the USA by Amateur Radio Newsline, who ran a top-of-the-bulletin story on the situation, which even made television's Ham Nation as their lead item. Reports are coming in that many amateurs are monitoring and checking propagation conditions on the emergency communications or ECOM HF frequencies to provide communications help if needed by those in the field and to keep abreast of how the fires are progressing and how they're being handled to try and keep people and properties safe in absolutely horrendous conditions, the like of which our country has never seen on such a scale. Keep an ear on these and if help is needed and amateur radio communications are available in that region, you may be able to assist. 3.6 megahertz, 7.11, 14.3, 18.16 and 21.36 megahertz. Amateurs providing emergency communications and seeking to establish contact for emergency assistance should use these ECOM frequencies initially or even VHF and UHF repeaters if they're available. There's even been a suggestion that as a national body, the WIA could possibly obtain funding from government authorities with the aim of sustaining repeaters based on solar and battery power, independent of bushfire and natural disaster vulnerable mains-powered systems. Now next we have to plug the WIA's AGM in Hobart next May, a special event in many ways. But if you missed the centenary celebrations in Canberra back in 2010, you'll really kick yourself if the next big one, Hobart 2020, is off your agenda. 110 years, pretty good for any institution, but particularly so for an amateur organisation dedicated for over a century to representing the interests of Australian radio amateurs and their acceptance in the community. Very few organisations last that long, especially given the massive changes in technology. From a public perspective, it's not those ham radio freaks, but should be those guys and gals who give their all to help the community at large, particularly when commercial communications go haywire. And aren't we seeing heaps of that at the moment? Sure, I'm on a mission. Let's make it a bucket list thing. Get to Hobart in May for the WIA AGM number 110. You'll be so glad you did. And the board has fully endorsed the efforts of the organising committee as they're arranging a ripper of an event. Now, we have a board election coming up. 
Or do we? The end of this month sees the nomination's deadline for board positions, and if we get enough, an election will ensue in February. As a democratic organisation, the WIA needs more board members than what we currently have, and two of the current directors, yours truly included, must retire. So if you feel you can help, get a fellow WIA member to nominate you, or dob in one of your mates, who you know will accept, because they believe in what the WIA has been trying to achieve for the last 110 years. Now, I realise we've mentioned this before, so if you missed it and you're wondering what I'm raving about, check out the text edition of this news. In nominating for the board, if you have a personal agenda, something specific that you want to change because you don't think that it's right or you just want to fix things because you think you have the ultimate solution rather than the good of all Australian radio amateurs, don't bother. That's my opinion anyway. And as Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, says, that's what I think. How about you? And we need female representation as well. This time, let's make it happen. And the board supports this wholeheartedly. Come on, ladies, nominate. Members of Alara, this means you. And that'll do for this week. The best to all our emergency services people, fireys, Wyson personnel, volunteers that are out there just to help save other people's lives and property. That's what our country is all about. And let's not forget that. And the WIA National Office reopens after next weekend on the 20th of January. Oh, and keep an eye out for AR Magazine. I've just seen the cover and it's pretty fantastic. I'm WIA Director John VK4JJW. And Happy New Year from the WIA 2020 Conference Organising Committee. The WIA Annual Conference will be held in Hobart, Tasmania over the 8th to the 10th of May 2020. And registrations are open and selling fast. On the Saturday afternoon, we have a fantastic range of presentations organised to showcase our conference theme, which is Antarctic Gateway. Following lunch, we have two streams set up, which can loosely be categorised as Antarctic and Radio. In the Antarctic stream, we have confirmed the following presenters. We begin with Rex Moncurve, AK7MO, who will talk about his period as the Director of the Australian Antarctic Division between 1988 and 1999. Dr Andrew Klekachuk from the Australian Antarctic Division will take the audience through some history and the past and present atmospheric studies being conducted in Antarctica by the AAD. Dr Roland Waltz, who is the Deputy Chief Medical Officer with the AAD, will outline what is involved with polar medicine in Antarctica. And Peter Yates, VK7PY, and Kim Briggs, VK7KB, will provide an Antarctic communications review entitled From Mawson to Satellites, which will look at the different radio technologies used in Antarctica over the last hundred years. Brian Rousset, formerly a radio amateur, will be providing recollections of Antarctic amateurs in 1968. And finally in this stream, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, will present his time at Casey Station in 1970, where he operated AX0GR. In the radio stream, we have the following presentations confirmed. We've got Steve Adler, VK5SFA, who will be presenting on his D-Expedition Foursquare DX antenna systems and may even include some info about his amazing transmitting magnetic loop antennas. 
David Minchin, VK5KK, Tim Dixon, VK5ZT and Ian Crawford, VK5ZD, will present a presentation on the second epic VK microwave tour and the involvement of some of the European amateurs who came along for the ride. David Mitchin, VK5KK, again will provide an update on the amazing 122GHz transverser, which uses a 122GHz radar chip. Jamie Campbell, VK2YCJ, with his continuing experiments on the Kiwi SDR and the noise and interference reduction. And finishing off the radio stream will be Phil Thompson, VK7SS, who runs a very successful company, Navaris, that makes lightning protection systems and installs them all over the world. And a quick reminder of the fantastic deal from the Spirit of Tasmania with discounted fares and accommodation on the ship for the two weeks before and after the conference weekend. We have also been given permission to operate six 2.70cm handhelds maritime mobile on the Spirit for this period as well. This is a unique opportunity to operate maritime mobile on your travels. We finish off today with a reminder that we have negotiated a great deal with the conference venue Best Western Hobart with $149 per night room rates. Check with the WIA website to see what to do to take advantage of this discounted rate. 73s and Happy New Year from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, on behalf of the WIA 2020 Conference Organising Committee. From the WIA, VK1 WIA. Hello to all Foundation Call amateur radio operators in the Melbourne and metropolitan area and also anyone who might like to study for the standard amateur radio licence. Amateur Radio Victoria will be running our Foundation to Standard Conversion course starting on Wednesday, January the 29th, between 6.30 and 9.30pm. The venue will be the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms at 40G Victory Parade, Ashburton. The assessment evening will be Wednesday, April the 1st. Tuition fee applicable will be $50, which is payable through the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Charges made by the managing body, which is the Australian Maritime College, are the following. Examination fee will be $90. Call sign allocation, $25 to $60, depending on options taken. If you will take any call sign given, the charge is $25. There is limited seating for training comfort, so if you wish to enrol, first check with Peter to see if there are places available and then pay the $50 via the Amateur Radio website. The contact is vk3bfg at amateurradio.com.au. Peter will be the instructor for the course and he possesses both professional electronics and current TAFE teaching qualifications. He has been an active amateur radio operator for many years and is a life member of Amateur Radio Victoria. He is also available to conduct examinations via video link if anyone in the country areas may wish to uh, undertake. If there are any listeners who would be interested to study for the Foundation Licence or any of the other licence levels, you can register interest with Peter at vk3bfg at amateurradio.com.au. Just repeating that Amateur Radio Victoria will be running a Foundation to Standard Conversion course starting on Wednesday, January the 29th, between 6.30 and 9.30pm. And the venue will be the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms at 40G Victor- Victory Parade, Ashburton. 
please register your interest via the Amateur Radio website. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au. International News. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news of a non-profit group that's distributed radios that's set to close. Ears to Our World, a non-profit organisation providing self-powered shortwave radios to teachers and children in developing nations, is ending its operation. Its founder and executive director Tom Witherspoon, whose call signs are Kilo 4 Sierra Whiskey Lima and Mike Zero Charlie Yankee India, is stepping down and announced the charity's closure on his website. He wrote, however, that the partner organisations that have shared in the mission will continue serving the impoverished communities of the world and he will offer his services as a volunteer consultant and technical advisor. For more than a decade, the organisation's work has assisted educational bodies by providing teaching technologies for visually impaired youngsters and it's also helped those involved in disaster relief work. News out of China... That nation has just released the first batch of Chang'e 4 science data from the first ever mission to land on the far side of the moon. This is actually a really cool and user-friendly website, so to access in English, visit the URL on our proud-to-be-in-print text editions of the news. In India, work is going smoothly on the Chandrayaan-3 mission to put a rover probe on the moon's surface, Indian Space Research Organisation Chairman K. Sivan told a press conference. India is seeking to become only the fourth nation after Russia, the United States and China to put a mission on the moon's surface and boost its credentials as a low-cost space power. The country's Chandrayaan-2 module crashed on the moon's surface in September 2019. To the USA, US tests way to sweep space clean of radiation after nuclear attack. The United States military thought it had cleared the decks when on the 9th of July 1962 it detonated a 1.4 megaton nuclear bomb some 400 kilometres in space. Orbiting satellites were safely out of range of the blast, but in the months that followed the test, called Starfish Prime, satellites began to wink out one by one, including the world's first communications satellite, Telstar. There was an unexpected after-effect. High-energy electrons, shed by radioactive debris and trapped by Earth's magnetic fields, were fritzing out the satellite's electronics and solar panels. And so, without fanfare, defence scientists are trying to devise a cure for the future. Three space experiments, one now in orbit and two being readied for launch in 2021, aim to gather data on how to drain high-energy electrons out of the radiation belts. The process, called radiation belt remediation, already happens naturally when radio waves from deep space or from Earth our own radio chatter, for example, or emissions from lightning, knock electrons, trapped in Earth's Van Allen radiation belts into the upper atmosphere, where they quickly shed energy, often triggering aurora. USA to the World, 2019 DX Sound Bites Tom, Kilo 8, Charlie X-Ray has done it again. He has provided DXs with 130 memorable rare DX clips in MP3 format from Ohio during 2019. This brings the total number of MP3 sound clips on Ham Gallery to a staggering 2,741. 
While there, also check out some of the other features on his webpage, such as 22 years of Rare DX sound clips of the past, as well as some of the clips from the 1960s and 1970s, which includes all the major de-expeditions and Rare DX heard on the bands, QSL Card Museum, Dayton Photo Galleries, and Tribute to Silent Key Ham Operators. Tom states if anyone has any old HF recordings, I'd be interested in hearing from them, especially sound clips pre-1998 to add to the site. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Our Ross Hull Moyle VHF UHF contest takes place all January. VHF UHF Summer Field Day, Saturday 18 and Sunday 19 January. February 16-17 International DX CW Contest March 2 and 3 International DX Phone Contest WIA John Moyle Field Day 2020 Weekend of 21-22 March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday to 0059 hours Sunday 22 The provisional day for the next Herangel Sprint will be Saturday May 2, 2020 10 hours to 11.46 UTC The Big Cash Eyes the June Long Weekend which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year making June 6 and 7 in 2020. IAIUHF World Championship July 13-14. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, next contest 17 July 2020. And has the aim of encouraging low band activity between VK and ZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW and RITI or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 15-16 next year. Oceania Contest, voice from 0800 hours UTC, Saturday October 3 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 4. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 10 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 11. December 6 to 8, 160 metres worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 metre worldwide. All major Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website, wia.org.au. Through the decks window, 2020. ARI Fidenza will use a series of special call signs throughout 2020 to commemorate 12 major events and achievements in Marconi's life. This month, January, the call sign is II4BRN to commemorate Marconi's birth in 1874. K. Corker Island, Robert, will be active as V31CO from K. Corker Island, NA105, starting February the 1st for three weeks on various HF bands using CWB and FD8. Robert built a condo on the island of K. Corker in October of 2019, so now plans on being active on a fairly regular basis throughout the coming years. QSL Vora's home call sign, W0YBS. SP3PS is activated as C5SP from the Gambia until the 17th of January. He will operate SSB and FT8, FT4. Sergi. RX3 AMI will be active holiday style as 8Q7 Biggers from the Maldives. I heard a reference AS013 until the 23rd of January. He operates SSB with some CW on the 40 and 20 meter bands. John, the A1VE is active on the wireless as HC2JKT from Puna Island, SA034, in Ecuador till the 30th of January. He is on SSB on the 40 to 6 meter bands. Ted Powell Memorial Dex Challenge. The October December period of the Ted Powell Memorial Dex Challenge for 2019 has now closed, and entries open until this Tuesday, 14th of January. 
the objective of the challenge is to work the most wanted EXCC and these based on the ranking and club logs most wanted list, which is published on the contest.fgarc.org.au website. All Australian amateurs are eligible to enter and entering is easy. You don't need to be a serious DXer. If you worked in NEX during the October-December 2019 period, head over to the contest.fgarc.org.au and submit an entry. The website is tidy and easy to understand. Scroll down to the Entry Submission section where you will find a number of simple ways to submit your entry. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3 F with Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Were they Klingons off the starboard bow? That was the story Cole VK3 GTV reported on here on WIA National News last week with the December 18 collision between the Meteor M2-2 meteorological satellite and an item of space debris. Now comes word that according to NASA's most recent orbital debris quarterly news, NASA calculates about 17.6 million pounds of objects are in Earth orbit. How do we counter these unwanted aliens? Build a fence, of course. That's where the US Air Force's space fence will play a crucial role. Using advanced solid-state S-band radar technology, the space fence radar located in the Marshall Islands will play a critical role in the everyday lives of we mortals who are becoming more dependent on space-based technologies for everything from weather forecasting, banking, global communications to GPS navigation. The U.S. Air Force Space Surveillance Network currently tracks about 25,000 objects. When Space Fence is fully operational, it will be the world's largest and most advanced radar system, providing unprecedented space situational awareness. Space Fence is currently in a trial period and expected to become fully operational by year's end. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA. NA-102. Gene FG-8NY will be active with the special call sign TO-10CWO from Basse-Terre Island, Guadeloupe, between January 17th and 31st, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the CW Ops Club. Operations will be on various HF bands on CW. QSL via FG-8NY. Our next story comes from South Australia and will be of interest to ATVers the world over. VK5 BD Bevan joins us. Good morning listeners of the WIA Weekly News Service. Or should I say, good evening viewers in the Upper Spencer Gulf region of South Australia via the VK5 RDC Amateur Television Repeater. The VK5 RDC Repeater was the first digital ATV repeater in South Australia and originally developed by Dave. VK5 DMC, and has now been in operation since 2014. Having been through many upgrades, it has been capable of HD for over a year now, and recently a DVB-T input was added as an option to complement the existing DVB-S input, this with a view to make entry into ATV more budget-friendly. 
the repeater is made use of most nights of the week with local amateur operators presenting information to fellow hams for approximately one hour, generally starting at 7pm, followed by a discussion of what has just been presented via either the ATV repeater or the local VHF UHF repeaters. For the past two years, I have been creating a video based on the text and audio versions of the weekly news, broadcasting the result on VK5 RDC repeater on Sunday nights at 7pm local time. It can be quite a lengthy process researching the topics being discussed and finding suitable material to put the video together for a fairly limited local audience. And while we do stream the output of the repeater, this is mostly used by the local amateur radio operators that are unable to directly receive the output of the repeater. To make the video more accessible, I have started uploading the video to YouTube so that others can view or make use of the videos. I try to have the video version completed by the early hours of Sunday morning. However, like most of us, we all have busy lives, so I cannot guarantee the video will be uploaded until later Sunday evening. So if you miss the local audio broadcast of the WIA Weekly News, you can catch up by either watching the stream at batc.org.uk forward slash live forward slash VK5BD on Sunday nights, or when it best suits you by viewing the video by searching YouTube for WIA News, or by the audio and text versions on the WIA website. This has been Bevan, VK5BD. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Although no reports to the WIA news services from Wyson, the USA Society ARRL is reporting these Australian bushfires are still causing major telecommunication outages and hams have been asked to remain alert. Wireless Institute of Australia, WIA President Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, says the bushfires in Australia have caused significant disruption of telecommunication services in the states of Victoria and New South Wales. Kelly said, The scope and range of these impacts is unknown at this stage, but are predicted to cover all internet and phone, fixed and mobile, and other commercial radio services. South of New South Wales, here in the state of Victoria, Weissenvik reports that the amateur repeater network is largely off the air, possibly due to a lack of power. Some sites may have been directly affected by fire, Weissenvik reported on January 4th. It could be some weeks until the sites can be reached for inspection. The Mount Taylor UHF repeater, which is currently linked to the Karajung UHF repeater, is still operational, though Mount Taylor has been under direct threat a few times. Special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. First 10 gigahertz QSO from VK to ZL. Back last year, December 30th, Rex VK7MO, operating portable at Crescent Head in New South Wales, worked Roger ZL3RC, operating portable, about 15 kilometres north of Greymouth in the South Island of New Zealand. The initial QSO was on the QRA64D digital mode with solid signals peaking minus 12 and minus 11 dB. An SSB QSO was also completed with reports of 3-1 both ways. The distance was 2,040 kilometres. The SSB contact is a New South Wales 10 gigahertz record. Rex was using a 76 centimetre dish and running 60 watts. Roger was using a petal 113 centimetre dish and also running 60 watts.
It appears that the 10 gigahertz band was open to ZL for three days from VK, with the Hepburn chart showing an intense duct coloured red to pink for the three-day period. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F. On the 2020 social scene, and then we're out of here, VK4, the Tark Incorporated, that's the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp. It runs from Thursday afternoon, the 23rd, to Monday afternoon, the 27th of January, at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and Training Centre, that's at Blue Water. And VK2, 23rd of February, Wyong Field Day. As promised... I now have the current lists of talks that will be presented at this year's Wyong Field Day. Richard Collins will describe the collapse of the giants of the Australian electronics industry, the reasons for their failure and the way forward, with examples of current successes. Ray Robinson, VK2NO from Tube Radio, needs no introduction and will give another stimulating explanation and demonstration of historic and interesting equipment of days gone by. Brian Clark, VK2GCE, will explain transmission lines and terminations, usually related to antenna, and may explode some myths showing us how to get those extra S-points. Rakesh Panvar from the Australian Government's Bureau of Meteorology Space Weather Service will provide a practical guide to their website. This is a must for all serious HF operators and DX chasers. And last but not least... As every year, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH and the Weak Signal Group will convene to discuss their VHF and UHF and UP activities along with associated topical and emerging issues in their area of the hobby. For the most up-to-date information about the Field Day, please visit fieldday.org.au on the web and click on the Wyong Field Day button. Until next week, this was Ed Durant, VK2JI, for the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, 73. And wrapping up the social scene, we look at March. VK7, it's Meet the Voice event at Ross Recreation Centre. That's Sunday, March 22. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.